0: for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and bestselling author, Doug Carriger.
1: great to be back with you folks. I hope you're having a great day. We're we're continuing on with narcissism. And I'll tell you, at times it's somber, but at all times it's helpful. And uh, we just have so many friends and know so many people uh, that are friends of this broadcast, friends of this ministry who've been through, unfortunately, relationships with narcissists. And quite frankly, it, it seems like we run into these people. It's uh uh, I don't know in the ministry, I believe God has a surprise for these pastors and, uh, and these people who call themselves men of God who are out there sabotaging people and hurting people. I think there's a wake-up call for that, and I know a lot of you have talked about that, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Today, uh, a young lady wrote us, and, and we decided just a moment ago that we're going to talk about how do I get out of sab- a person sabotaging my friendships and relationships, how do I get rid of this without losing my friends, with, without all these things going on? And this is a really good question. I thank you for that. And this is a question that was brought up from the first week we were working on uh, this broadcast with narcissism. We brought this up and we, we want to talk about that. How do we get out of those things? But before we do that, uh, let me say that with me today is, as always, my friend Kevin from San Diego. Good morning, brother. How are you?
2: Hey, good morning brother I'm doing doing well staying busy and I was just thinking I I hadn't told you this but uh the the military is all about um PTSD and a lot of the garrison chaplain at Fort Bliss recently told me that a lot of the PTSD they're dealing with is from people's past abuse of 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 other people and they're they are so they're, they're coming in with baggage so they want help and uh, there's two Marines here on Camp Pendleton single Marines that have a Bible study in the barracks, and they're they're going to use wounded spirits, praise God, because oh, of man. all the guys just dealing with that kind of junk.
1: There's so much of this junk out there, folks. I'm glad you said that, Kevin. Thank you. It's so much. It's so real. It's not only in our military. It's in our churches. It's in our homes. And, and you know, honestly, uh, when we think about this, in many cases, we talked about we always – in first the first thought in our minds is to employ these hiding mechanisms to go along with it to not rock the boat to look because remember understanding how this narcissist shows up and gets to the point of sabotaging relationships this narcissist comes in and makes you feel like a million bucks they're love bombing you there man you're a rock star you're great you're the greatest human being there's ever been i can't believe you're not in charge of the whole world, man. You're great. I hear these things, folks, and and I say them to you, but this is just a reality. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. And they just keep building and hammering away at love bombing. But then all of a sudden, I don't know where comes that devaluation. But if you did this. You know, things would be a lot better. But if you lost 25 pounds, if you if you dress more like this guy or this gal, if you acted more like this person, if you were more like me. And then, Kevin, we find ourselves with that gaslighting that we talked about where, you know, constantly changing the parameters of what a world looks like, you know. Well, that's not actually how it looks. We remember gaslighting goes all the way back to a play that was written back, you know, almost 80 years ago. Where, where they would go along and, and they were turning down the gas lights. Years ago, they used to have gas lights instead of electric lights. And, and and you were able to turn down the gas lights and and you were able to do those types of things. And so you can imagine that uh, you would turn them down and say, hey, are the lights a little lower? No. What's wrong with you? They've been the same since we lived here. So the ob- object is we love bomb you, Then we hit you a little bit and say, but if you were more like this person or more like this actress or actor, whatever the case may be, you'd be perfect. And then goal number two is is to get you to disbelieve reality, which leads up to where we are, Kevin, with intentionally sabotaging friendships and other relationships, which brings us to the question, you know, how do I get out of all this? How does this all end? Well, first of all, if you're asking that question, let me tell you, you're in a great place you're in a place where you realize that this is all a mess. You've been love bombed. Uh, you've been gaslighted. You've been taught that the sky is a different color than it is, that your family and stuff isn't what they are. And you've woken up and you say, boy, I I'm in a bad place. Well, number one, and I'm going to pass this over to Kevin, but in my mind at this point, number one, we have to trust in God. We trust in the Lord with all thine heart. We lead not on our own understanding. We don't sit around and say, hey, how did I get here? What are these things? We got to acknowledge him. God, you alone can get me out of this. He'll direct our path. We got to rely on God's guidance and wisdom to help us navigate these situations, so if something illegal, as I pass this over to Kevin, has happened to you, of course Romans thirteen is always in place. You call the police, but if there's something that's not U.S. illegal, you got to trust God, build a plan, and get a God mate, a pastor, a pastor's wife, whatever, and navigate out. What do you think, it Kevin?
2: Yeah, you know Jesus was perfect, and he was he was um, <clears throat> in the beginning. You could say it was kind of love bomb because the Pharisees and Sadducees, the the narcissistic leaders of the day, um, came to him. And, you know, they wanted to be baptized by John and, and they're, oh, you're just wonderful. You know, they didn't use those terms, but they came in a positive note. But when they found out, found out that he couldn't be controlled. And he wasn't going to be part of their party and wasn't going to to tout their party line. Then uh, they destroyed him. But, you know, it says, and you were talking about this, trust and commit yourself to God. First Peter 2, 22 says, who did no sin? Neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously who, are, who his own self bear our sins on his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by his stripes you're healed. So God knows what he's doing. God's got a plan. Um, but while, while the plan is that we go through this beginning to end, we do not have to believe the narcissist who is trying to destroy us And, uh, just like Doug said yesterday, destroy other people in the process. It's, we are bound by duty to see through what they're doing. And so a, uh, a man that's sabotaging relationships or a woman who's sabotaging a mother who's raising kids. And is like, you got to stay here, you know, kind of like, uh, uh, that Rapunzel story, you know, uh, Rapunzel, you've got to stay here in the tower. They will hurt you out there. Everybody hates you. And, um, and there's, it's just nothing but toxic. Oh, by the way, I'm going out there, but you stay here. Um, that narcissistic, um, and the love bombing and gaslighting and and then sabotaging their other relationships. Uh, you know, I think the in answer to your question, Doug, <clears throat> I think the first thing they need to do is to you know commit yourself to God. Secondly, is to deal with it. Um, Two you know, are better
1: than one. Deal with it with it. yeah with someone else help too. He,
2: yeah, bingo. So so um, you know J- Jonathan, the son of Saul was a good godly man. He was very brave. He was a model soldier, model son, far as I can tell. And uh, and he loved David as his own soul. So they had a great friendship. Well, Saul, the dad, the narcissistic dad and king and authority said, you are an, un-, you know, I'm, I'm not quoting the exact scripture, but you're an unfaithful son and you are, um, you, you've got to basically d- disown him. You've got to disown David because David is is the scapegoat, and certainly scapegoating is a tool of the narcissist to separate those that they feel they can control, to those that they can't. So they're gonna so they're gonna manipulate the crowd, and they're gonna intimidate the 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 people that are a little bit timid about. Um, you know, joining the forces of right and, and taking a stand—they're a little bit timid about this thing. They're not as strong, and they're not as secu- you know secure in in where they are. So that you know, those people will use a narcissistic manipulation and place all the blame on one child or one person in the church or one person on the job. And if you're going through that, you know, once you commit yourself to God, I think the next thing to do is say, uh, King, Dad. Um, what has he done? Tell me, give me the evidence, give me the proof. And, uh, and you should go with someone else. Like you were saying, there should be someone else with you as you ask for the, the, uh, you know, the lowdown on what's going on and then let the truth walk, walk itself and then walk with the truth out of the room when it's time.
1: Yeah. You have to do that and you have to be honest and, and and folks, you know, you may not hear what you want to hear when that conversation occurs but it's always good. Two are better than one. As we read yesterday, you know, get that godly person, that pastor, his wife, those people, that biblical counselor, and sit down with your friends and say, hey, I've been rooked. I've been taken down the wrong road. Things here happened wrong, and this is what has happened in my life, and you're marking them. We talked about that yesterday uh, that caused division in your life. You're saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, uh, we're at a place right now where you know, I need to stop. Uh, I need, I'm in Romans 16. I need to, I need to say, now I beseech you brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. You got to mark them. These other folks need to know what's going on and you got to tell them the truth. And in just a second, when we come back from letting the broadcasters do what they do, we'll finish that up. So hang with us. Well, it's great to be back with you. And then I would say the other thing, if you handle this properly and you have a face-to-face, you go in with two is better than one, you sit down and say, this is what's happened. This is how I got hurt in the relationship. And I don't want this to happen to you. Then you just got to trust God with the results. Uh, For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. So you're saying, listen, this isn't happening out of godly things. I messed up. This person came into my life. They love bombed me. Then all of a sudden they devalued me. Then they started gaslighting me and getting me to believe that my friends and that my church and my pastor and my parents. And it always comes down to that, doesn't it, Kevin? We we knock off one person at a time here that's in some realm of influence. And when we catch it. When we catch it and we say, you know, I've lost my parents, I've lost my friends, and I'm sitting down with all of you and saying, listen, I goofed. I made a really big mistake, and uh, and I want you to know this. And then we, we've got to trust God to handle it from there. And, and we walk away with that two that's better than one. We walk away, we tell all our friends, then we trust God. I mean, Kevin, that's the only way you can really handle these things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Paul told told uh Timothy Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil and um it was it was really broadcast to the world through the scripture Alexander the coppersmith a couple times was mentioned is not a good guy after he showed up I think in acts as just a run-of-the-mill Christian businessman uh, but he he uh turned out to be a bad player and so it is with with us you know and there are people listening that are saying wow I've got this person in my life who is doing a divide and conquer, trying to cut off my friends, uh, which is what that, you know, the question was, I think that, that, you know, what do I do? So uh, um, I I think that, like you said, when you get someone, and I like, you know, if if that's you, if you've got someone in your life, be it a parent, a pastor, uh, or, or just some other player in your life who you know is trying to you know, in the name of uniformity or in the name of pr- to protect you is trying to, du- you know, double down on cutting off other people out of your life. That, if it's valid, it is going to be someone who is, you know, like a little child saying, yeah, I don't think you ought to play with so-and-so. You know, I don't think, yeah, you, you know, and they're going to explain, you know, a little bit to, to make you at least wonder. But if they're trying to give unrealistic. Um, you know, if they're trying to, you know, what is they, uh, you know, throw shade on someone who's, uh, really a good person, you need to be the thinker in this point and say, um, is that true? Ask you, ask God, ask someone else, is this true? It's not that you're wanting to rebel against this other person in your life. You're saying, is this true? You know, um, was it Nicodemus that went to the, uh, yeah, uh, when people said, um, you know, the people that know not the law are accursed, and, you know, they wanted to kill Jesus? Nicodemus, who had already talked to Jesus and already had somewhat of a relationship with him, he said, Doth our law judge any man before it hear him and know what he doeth? So Nicodemus wisely, went, you know, appealed right off the bat and said, Wait a minute. So you're saying by the law, according to righteousness, I need to, and everyone needs to diss this Jesus guy, or in your case, you need to diss this other person in your life. And again, we're not talking about you're, you're, you're liking someone who's dangerous to you. We're talking about someone that they can't control someone who falls outside of their jurisdiction. And that is the problem. And so Nicodemus said, Uh, does our law judge for it, hear him and know, know what he doeth? So I, you know, we ought to just, you know, let the, again, let the truth, uh, come out. And if someone will not side with the truth, then you need to go with someone who does and confront this abuser. That's what I think.
1: No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's important to understand a couple things here. We have a requirement to make sure other people don't get hurt. And that requirement, obviously, we've said on several times, starts with the law. And uh, God reminds us there in Romans 13 that we have a responsibility to make sure other people don't get hurt. But now we come to that place where we have a responsibility to our brethren, to those we love you know, some of us get out of the relationship and, you know, things have been thrown at us, some things stick. And kind of what I talked to you about yesterday, that pastor who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend that something was said in a room and, you know, called my boss, tried to get me in trouble, started a, the wheels that turned that uh, ended up giving me the best life I've ever had, to be honest with you. But everything this guy did wrong because that's what he does. And, and, and folks, I hate to say this, but this usually, you, you'll find yourself these things happening with uneducated folks. So people who've never really, you know, went to a college or a good college, haven't been the ministry long, people who kind of fall into positions and, you know, they're the quickest to uh, fall into any disarray or crazy new science or thought that's going around. They're the quickest ones to fall into that. So what what God's telling us here, I think, especially with this Nicodemus thing is we need to go to that other person and just let them know what's going on, and 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 you know, say, listen, I've went through this in my life, and I I want you to hear from me that this has been said about you, and so I've been through some things too. But I wanted to come to you, and you can tell me what you want, but you better deal with this other individual, and that stops the cycle as well. So there's two things going on here. I don't want to sound uh, convoluted here. So we got two things. We're talking about getting away from that person. Uh, who's sabotaging relationships. And then we're also talking about people who've been sabotaged or talked about or hurt. And so if we're that person, that gets a word that, boy, Kevin is a bad guy. If someone called me today and said, Kevin's a bad guy, he's doing this. Well, my first instinct, but again, I'm a guy who graduated from college. I graduated from the seminary. I'm a guy who finds myself in the word of God. I study God's word. I pray all the time. Honestly, you don't even need any of those degrees when you study God's word. One of the first things that comes to your mind is, man, I better call Kevin say, Hey brother, Kevin, these things are going on. Then you stop the sabotage for someone else. So I guess what I'm saying is I want to draw this. I want to make a complete circle out of this and let it make sense to you. Narcissists are sabotaging people everywhere. They're spawns of the devil narcissism is people who are being used by the devil. Some may be saved. I'm not saying they're not. I'm saying it's pretty hard to be saved for some of these folks. They may have some false sense of security. I mean, if you look at some of these narcissists who are pastors churches, you begin to think maybe these folks aren't saved. You know, they, they they got a handful of families and everybody's all messed up and worried about whether or not they can breathe, talk, whatever. And, uh, but you've got to help folks along. We got to help People, We gotta keep pointing people to God. We gotta bring people to those good churches, those good places, and we've gotta stop the sabotage. And the only way you're gonna do that, two are better than one. Get together with that pastor. If you're a guy, the pastor's wife, get together with a group, sit down with your friends, be honest, say, I've been hurt. If you come to that case where you're on the other side of sabotage, where you see somebody getting sabotaged, you worry about them, someone says something to you, I gave you the example, if, if no one's done this, If someone had said something to me about Kevin, my first phone calls to Kevin. So Kevin, giving you 30 seconds because this clock just goes so fast. (laughs) If you want to give us a little insight on this here.
2: Yeah. You know, if someone's accusing you, you know, the thinking person will say, okay, is there any possibility that this is false? And then, you know, so you want to go to the other person that's being accused and say is this true and then you should naturally say okay so where would this lie come from and you may find out that that person is projecting what they're trying to cover up themselves and accuse you of of cover up or whatever but they're going to they're going to try to make themselves look good by putting someone else down and that is happening all the time so don't be surprised just check it out
1: yeah. And, and you got to do that. You just got to take what Kevin's like. Kevin's a guy who's been through this terrible world with the rest of us. And he's been he's come out the other end of some terrible narcissist. Trust me. And uh, I just say to you, friends, listen to what God's word has to say. Two are better than one. Get together, work through Matthew 18, sit down with your pastor, your pastor's wife. If they're the problem, get a hold of us and we'll help you find the church. But if they're loving, good people and you haven't talked to them, go sit down with us and work this out. We want to help you out. Make sure you contact us. We sure do love you. Let's finish this up tomorrow. We'll keep
0: going. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.